0: Today on the Callahan show, well, they're tearing down statues and they're shooting people who won't cover their faces in Afghanistan, which means, you know, they're coming along. They're kind of like us now. Bizarre day in Afghanistan. Uh, The Taliban announced that uh, on Twitter, by the way, on Twitter, the Taliban's on Twitter. Donald Trump is not. Uh, I don't know if they used Twitter to do this, but they trolled our president. They're eating ice cream now and mocking our president. It just gets worse for Sleepy Joe, who will sit down with George Stephanopoulos today. We'll have the, we'll preview that deep sensual massage that George will give Joe Biden. Uh, COVID panic reaches a new level. They're shutting down New Zealand because of one case. They're drinking drinks through masks in Australia. And not to be outdone, de Blasio in New York is shutting everything down unless you show your papers. Black Jack Morris, who's now a color commentator for the Detroit Tigers, stepped in. It says something really stupid and racist in the broadcast. We'll play you that, and we will tell you why I will enjoy uh, the canceling of Jack Morris. And Tim Tebow was all class as he got cut by the Jaguars. Can't say the same for ESPN's Stephen A. Smith. Guess why he thinks Tim got a tryout? You're right. It's racist. We'll get into all that in today's Callahan show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple, no monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better, with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle. Of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org/freechecking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Hi, right, Toronto. Let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan podcast. Well, it looks like uh, things have escalated in uh, Afghanistan, Karano. They are now tearing down statues of uh, political leaders that they don't like, and they're shooting people who do not cover their faces. Um, I guess they're just just a little ahead of us, a a little ahead of the U.S. We're not quite there with the mask mandates yet, but give Bill de Blasio a few days. Uh, we don't um shoot people without face coverings we just uh shame them publicly we kick them out of school we kick them uh, fire them uh you know if you if you work somewhere you know like CNN and you show up without a vaccine card or a mask they will fire you they're you know they just took it a step further they're a little bit ahead of us uh in afghanistan they're now shooting women who don't cover their faces um that that's no surprise we knew things would escalate we knew things would get crazier, uh, the more, uh, the Taliban dug in and the more they started to, uh, stop people, prevent people from escaping, which is what they're doing now. Um, I, I still have this feeling. I don't know about you. I have this feeling it's going to get much, much worse. Before it gets better, hell, it's it's never going to get better. It's going to get much worse. The Taliban are promising to uh, respect women's rights. (laughs) You don't you don't believe them? What do you mean you don't believe them? (laughs) And then uh, on, I guess it'd be the same day that they said this that they you know women have rights uh, at least within Sharia law is the report that I uh, just retweeted that a woman. Who refused to cover her face? I give these people credit, man. There, there, there are little protests. There was a protest on the streets, I believe, it was in Kabul, where a, a group of uh, uh, Afghani's locals took down the Taliban flag and put back the old flag. I mean, that's a that's punishable by death, is it not? I mean, you're to you get caught doing that, you die. So I give them, I give these people credit. The woman, whoever she is who went out without her uh, face mask. Uh, She's not going to do that again because they shot her. But we're going to see so much more of that. There there, there are two things going on in the world right now, two big urgent stories, uh, unfolding stories. Uh, One would be, well, I guess three, if you count whether um, Joe Biden uh, shows up for his interview with George Stephanopoulos. Today, which should be uh, what it'll be, what we expect. Uh, Biden has the questions in advance. Uh, The people, Biden's people have worked with Steffi's people because they're all on the same team to coordinate this interview, which means this interview will be will include no surprises. They're going to give Joe Biden a chance to recite lines that he's memorized. Maybe he'll even have a teleprompter, you know, so on the set with Stephanopoulos, there'll be nothing there but but love nothing there but love don't forget george stephanopoulos ran the war room for bill clinton when clinton was attempting to destroy the lives of the women he harassed molested raped george stephanopoulos was there to take care of the bimbo eruptions that's what kind of soulless uh, piece of crap george stephanopoulos is he didn't care about these women he was determined to get clinton elected he did he did a great job now he uh, pretends to be a journalist, so he will pretend to interview. He will really be giving a foot massage to his 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 pal Joe Biden today. So See, that nothing will come of that. Though. We know that. Much.
1: You don't think he'll he'll get any tough questions from, well, no, uh, from yes, Stephanopoulos he will. about uh, you know women getting shot? He, no, he, in he'll, the get, and he'll get he'll get two or three
0: tough questions, which will be all planned, all choreographed, and and it'll give Biden a chance to appear. Presidential to appear strong, he's desperate for that right now. There's a reason they pick Steffi because they know Steffi will play along. They know Steffi will follow the script. So I don't expect much from that, but I do expect continued chaos, carnage in in Kabul. Because I don't know if you've followed this. There's lots. I I, originally we thought uh, originally I read there were four thousand Americans trying to get out. Now we find out the number. It could be as much as 10,000 Americans who want to get out. Uh, Joe Biden will probably say, you know, they don't really want to leave. They like it there. You know, they like it. The Afghani people, they don't really want to leave. They like it. So we have to get 10,000 Americans out. On uh, yesterday, the number we evacuated was 1,100. 1,100, which means, do the math, there are 9,000 more Americans, and it's getting tougher the airport is surrounded. They're, if they don't want to let you leave, you ain't leaving. So they're being told to, you know, to still, to shelter. No, they're being told to shelter in place or to make your way to the airport. Make, I mean, this is something of some, uh, a, a movie, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, the Year of Living Dangerously, as, as Mel Gibson tries to make it to the airport. It's one of those kind of deals where Americans, probably families, probably you know, the young you know, married couples that are there, and as you know, the, the, as contractors have to now find their way to the airport through, uh, you know, guys with, walking around with RPGs looking for them. I mean, this is this is going to get ugly. This is going to get worse. And it's not and it and it's just gonna make America look so much worse every day. The chaos just reflects so poorly on us because the whole world is watching. It's all on camera. This time the revolution is televised and everybody's watching. And if you see an American taken hostage, American shot, killed, beaten in the streets, it's gonna make a bad situation so much worse. It's gonna make us as a country look so much worse because the plan was so, so what, I mean, I don't even know if there was a plan. There's no
1: plan. It's just, let's, let's, let's walk out of here. But the worst part of this is, is, uh, is please be advised that the United States government cannot guarantee your safety and security as you make this. Which trip.
0: is remarkable. They, they said that. Well, yeah. first of all, we now know, I think we now know who the first, uh, you know, head to roll, the first shoe to fall because Biden as we saw when he did his 18-minute uh, 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 reading the other night, the other day, they need some scapegoats, right? They need some fall guys. This Jake Sullivan, this pathetic, this this weak, this scared. Uh, uh, what's his title? NSA director? I think it is. Yeah. How, how does he? How do you get that high up? Same with Tony Blinken. These are just weak, empty men. There's no strength to them. There's no sense of leadership. He goes before the cameras. I guess I'll give him credit for that because, you know, his boss won't go before the cameras. Yeah, Vice President Kamala Harris, we never know where the hell she is. I mean, is she, is she in D.C.? I mean, they, she, he's working for really weak people. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that Jake Sullivan, yeah, see if you can get just any sound from Jake Sullivan. I've, I've
1: got it. He's talking about the weapons.
0: Let's listen to Jake Sullivan talk, and you tell me if the world, the world, the community, the you know, the, our allies— who, by the way, they—they, they, <laughs> one of the most remarkable things he said was the president has not spoken to any world leaders. <laughs> I mean, I give the guy what eight, nine hours of sleep, maybe ten hours of sleep. That means twenty. That means fourteen hours. And I guess you got you got like I said, you know, you got ice cream, you got you know, pancakes in the morning, and sometimes Jill cuts them. Makes him in shape of uh, like an animal, like a teddy bear. That's nice. Maybe put a smiley face and oh, you know, uh, bananas and yeah, chips. You under. know, she puts shape of a heart and she says <laughs> "love <laughs> you." And uh, you know, he loves he loves you know pancakes. So that's another half an hour. But that gives you 10, 12 hours to do your job. How is somebody not handing him a phone? I mean, yeah, dial it for him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dial it for him. Say here uh, and, and talk to this guy. This is uh, Macron or uh, you know Trudeau, and you know you, you know just say hello, tell him. Everything's going to be okay. I mean, it's all symbolic, right? Yeah. But this guy, there's. I, I I think this guy stepped out of line, Jake Sullivan, when he admitted Biden had not spoken to any world leaders. I think there was a little hush in the room when he said it because that's it's that's incredible. It's incredible that he wouldn't just talk. And I guess since then, since this 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 stooge Jake Sullivan admitted that someone handed Biden the phone, they they paused. Wheel of Fortune, which he loves. He Sometimes he even guesses it right. Can't sometimes. do Jeopardy anymore. Oh, God, no. God, no. Jeopardy. I mean, he doesn't even understand the questions. I mean, you're supposed to answer it in the form of a question? What kind of crap is that? He doesn't like that. But he uh, loves Wheel of Fortune, loves Vanna White. She's still on there? I think so. Yeah, Last she, I looked, is, yeah. Oh, she loves her. I mean, yeah. um, he, he would love to smell her hair. Love, love, love to sniff her hair. So uh, they hand him the phone. They say, Boris Johnson's on the line. He probably said, Boris who? Uh, yeah. And then and, and said, hey, you know, everything will be okay. Just symbolism. That's all it is. Because Jake Sullivan admitted he hadn't done anything. This is, a president who is, who is ignoring his, his job, his duties as president. It's remarkable. But anyway, to play some of this guy. Tell me if you're one of those scared Americans in your apartment in Kabul. You're, a, well, again, a, a heating, air conditioning, an electrician. I don't know what you are. You are working you don't work on planes. They don't have any of those guys. No, no, no. no but no. you're not
1: a soldier. You're <laughs> you're, you're a contractor, you're, and you're doing right. You're doing technical
0: you're, work. You're not armed. You're just there to work. Hell, you're a friggin' accountant. I don't know. Whatever you are, you know the money was good. They needed you. You know, it was the situation was good. I mean, there hadn't been a lot of contractors. Do you know there hasn't been an American soldier killed in Afghanistan in a year and a half? We went over the death toll yesterday. It's not like you're in the middle of, you know, Fallujah in whatever, 2006. Right, it's not a firefight. Uh, you, you, know, you don't feel, you didn't feel like your life was in danger every day when you went to work. It is now. It is now. Thanks to the buffoon in the White House, you are fearing for your life. You still can, you know, put the laptop on and watch the news and get some updates. And you watch this absolute uh, shell of a man, Jake Sullivan, say, we can't guarantee your safety. But you know what? If you get to the airport, maybe we can get you out. Maybe. You know, maybe. And you know, once we get all these able-bodied Ameri- able-bodied Afghani men out, which, again, that shot of the flight we talked about yesterday, the 640 refugees on the flight, those, there was like no Americans. That was strange. There's no Americans. This president has prioritized this. I, I, I guess this, the, the military has prioritized Afghan men of fighting age getting them the hell out while American contractors, men, women, I don't know, old, young are told to shelter in place that when you think about it could be the worst abdication of, 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 of the job of the dereliction of duty. Yeah, I mean, I just, mean, yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, they took the people who stormed away onto the plane, the military. I mean, it's spirit airlines wouldn't do that. And yet <laughs> the U S air force said, Come on in. Let's get out of here. While a bunch of Americans are fearing for their lives and some will die. How is that not the most outrageous thing this administration, this, 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 this man in the White House has allowed to happen so far? The Americans are stuck. Thousands, maybe as much as many as 9,000 are stuck there. And you're flying out, I assume, some of the soldiers from the Afghan army and others who are fighting age who left their women, you know, their wives, their children behind and got on the big cargo jet? How do you do that? How do you explain that? How do you rationalize, justify that, that we're going to get these Afghans out, Americans? You know, we'll we'll get to you. Hopefully we'll get to you. I mean... Don't you say this plane's not leaving, get the hell off, or just stop them from getting on till you get every American out?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, even I, so I believe that uh, you, the United States has an obligation to the the Afghan people who helped Americans through that conflict. But I absolutely agree that Americans should have been taken out first.
0: Sure. I mean, I agree. Of course we have an obligation and you don't want them to die. No, But it's, hell, just for the optics, for the PR, how's it going to look if some, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, Whatever, five Americans are slaughtered in the streets, shot dead. And we get a picture of some American mechanic dead in the streets while 600 Afghanis are, you know, partying up in, uh, you know, some, some Air Force base in Texas. And they're you know celebrating their you know, freedom in America. Can't wait to, you know get I don't know why enjoy get to enjoy the whatever the kind of benefits they get food. Well, shelter. The cooler temperatures in Texas. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, is that supposed to be a good you know a, a story of of triumph or victory as Americans are dying in Kabul? It's just nuts, but again, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 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 rambling here. I want to get to Jake Sullivan.
1: So Sullivan is asked <clears throat> about uh, the the equipment that was left there, and this is oh, the toughest that I've got. What happens to the billions dollar, of dollars worth of weaponry that the U.S. gave Afghanistan? Does We don't have a complete picture, obviously, of where every article uh, of defense materials has gone, but certainly a fair amount of it has fallen into the hands of the Taliban. And uh, obviously, we we don't have a sense that they are going to readily hand
0: it over to us at the airport. (laughs) So I'll, I'll add to that scenario that worst case scenario where Americans are slaughtered or killed or taken hostage, and the guy killing him, he's got an American weapon in his hand. Uh, or The guy holding him hostage, and we get a f- picture of it, and the guy holding him hostage is holding an American weapon. I mean, there is so many scenarios, Carano, where you look at and say, this could turn into the worst nightmare for the American, obviously the American president, but for the American people, the American public. It's, again, all televised. It's all in, in eye deaf and color, and it's going to get crazier and crazier, what are the odds that we don't get 9,000 Americans out healthy and, and, and alive? I mean, pretty good, right? Really good. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's, it's hostile territory. So, and, you, yeah. and you have to listen to this weakling Jake Sullivan say, we can't guarantee you passage. I mean, I, I, I understand you can't guarantee anything in life, but the thought that the United States of America can't get their people out
1: well, they didn't even have a plan in the first place. Why wouldn't they have gathered all American personnel to Kabul to the airport before before it's, the withdrawal happened? It, yeah. ma- it, it makes no sense to me. Just <sighs> issue, hey,
0: guys, come look, come, then, come to the airport. If nothing else, don't you cover your ass? Would you do that? You say, look, here, I mean, you link it to one of your friendly media people, the New York Times, Washington Post. Yeah, yeah. You say, here, every American got this notice a month ago, or, oh, you know, two months ago that said, you got to be out. We'll give you a, a plane ticket. We'll put you on one of these C-17s. If you show up at the airport before August, whatever, August the 12th, you, you show up at the airport, we'll get you out. I, again, you leak it. You give it to Steffi Stepanopoulos or you give it to you know, one of the, your stooges at NBC and they say, well, they did all they could. The people who left behind, they made their own decision. They had a choice. They chose to right. stay. That didn't happen. And I think the term "blood on his hands, blood on your hands," is overused. Sometimes it's used just for, you know, for shock value. But this is the definition of having blood on your hands if Americans die. Hell, if Afghanis die, and they already the, the president who did this so this, this, this withdrawal, so foolishly, you know, so irrational, iras- you know, in, it's just insane what he did. If they die, the blood is on. Joe Biden, now I realize it's going to, he doesn't even know, perhaps, he doesn't even realize the chaos that he caused, uh, uh, but the people around him do, which is why Kamala Harris is hiding. Um, Well, she's planning
1: a trip to Vietnam, is what she's doing. Yeah, perfect timing on
0: that. (laughs) Well, uh, there are some great gossipy stories about the infighting, and the one story where she said, you're not pinning this crap on me. (laughs) She said, she's not going to go before the cameras like Biden- I think somebody said he wanted her there behind him when he read this teleprompter, and she said no. She refused. She re- said no. Oh. She said you're not pinning this on me. You could picture it too, can't you? She's yeah, so absolutely. yeah. Uh, she's just so you know stubborn, and she's so yeah. bitchy looking. She's just not gonna stand for it. I guess I guess I don't blame her. I mean, she maybe she wasn't on board with this. Maybe she said I don't think we should pull out. Uh, Joe and Joe said, uh, maybe said, it, it just. It, this will be written and discussed and dissected for decades of why we did this. It's the most embarrassing um, foreign relations debacle uh, decision in history. And we will, I mean, I, I realize the media will spend day and night trying to spin it, trying to help uh, Biden, trying to uh, do run cover, trying to do PR for him. But historians will look at this and be baffled
1: and they're not going to be able to do it so i remember you know after 9 11 when uh the bombing of baghdad began was that maybe 2003 or 2002 or 2003 by the time that happened right right? and that was the first you know i was pretty young then but that was the first time i remember like seeing you know war on tv to that extent uh you got a granular view because you had you had media members who were you know in in with the troops going into baghdad But it's a whole level, a different level of granularity now where everybody has a cell phone. Like, the media is not going to be able to spin this because we're going to see actual footage from everyday people on the ground, not just spun media members embedded in the troops. And there's already,
0: I mean, there's some great video today of the women trying to get to the airport. And there's a screaming young woman, her face between the bars of the fence. And U.S. Marines are standing looking at her. And she's saying, Taliban is coming. Help me, help me. It's it's heartbreaking. You just picture the the hell she, her life is going to be because she's not getting in. They're just standing looking at her. And I don't think I mean, the plane, the plane was full of men. So the women we know are left behind. That's the kind of the way they treat women. Apparently, on, on both sides of this dispute, they don't really consider women equal and they don't really make them a priority to get them out alive and and well. So they left them behind. And now I guess we won't see them. Their faces will be covered. So Bill de Blasio was happy. Everyone will cover their face. Women, they'll stay home. They won't go out. They won't go to, you know, coffee shops or restaurants and, you know, risk COVID. They will be home virtually enslaved, thanks to Joe Biden. A um, um, couple things, which were just, uh, uh, again, if there, it, we're going to see violence. We're going to see carnage and chaos. That's no qu- And we're going to see hostages. That's no question. But we will have, there will be some levity here, Carano. There will be some levity as there were, as there was yesterday when the Taliban, a um, couple things. The Taliban um, spokesman was asked about free speech. Will you allow free speech? Which is just comical. The whole, and women's rights. I mean, why, uh, when you, we know what they are. We know who they are. Uh, even Biden was asked a month ago, do you trust the Taliban? He said, of course I don't trust the Taliban. You shouldn't trust the Taliban. So of course, there's not gonna be women's rights. There's not gonna be free speech. It's absurd. But I do have to give him credit, man. I have to give one of these Stone Age savages, I don't even know which one, when asked about free speech, and he said, Well, you don't exactly have free speech in your country. You got Facebook. Right. <laughs> you got Facebook censoring people. This is the Taliban who supposed you know, proudly act like it's still the sixth century, you <laughs> know, proudly. You know, who, we talked about yesterday. One of the one of the Taliban guys was smashing a TV because they don't uh, embrace modern technology. But he was smart enough to say, "You guys are going to lecture us on free speech when your big tech tyrants are, are big tech uh, fascists are uh, are censoring people every day." I thought that was pretty uh, notable. But my favorite favorite part from yesterday, because let's be honest, you know, it's an issue. they they're toppling statues now in. Uh, in Afghanistan, you know, yeah. people they don't like.
1: Yeah.
0: And are any of the American media or the Democrats coming out, you know, against statue toppling?
1: Oh, no, they can't do that they with can't. a straight face. <laughs> they, they,
0: they, they have more shame than that, I'm, don't they? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear the first, um, Nancy Pelosi or, you know, whoever, some uh, uh, Joy Reid to come out and say, isn't that awful? They're tearing down statues, defacing statues after we watched them do it here for a year and a half as I tweeted, I say, next thing you know, they're gonna ban, you know, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna take Dr. Seuss books out of their libraries, you know, because they're theocratic fascists. Um, things have sure changed since the last time the Taliban was in power. We weren't tearing down statues and censoring, banning former presidents from uh, speaking on social media. The twi- this is this is am- remarkable to me. We know. The big, we know big tech. We know uh, Zuckerberg and, and, and Dorsey. We know that they work hand in hand, side by side with the Biden regime to silence dissent. It's, it's been worse than ever through COVID. I mean, Rand Paul, a doctor and a senator, can't come out and, and just question vaccine mandates or mask mandates, or he'll be taken down off YouTube, banned from Facebook. It is frightening. And I, I understand only half the country cares because the other half is cheering on this kind of censorship, this kind of frightening 1984 uh, stuff. But yesterday, we uh, Twitter was asked why they haven't banned the Taliban. The Taliban spokesman is still on Twitter. He's got 80,000 followers. I'm not happy. He's got as many as I do. I'm oh, not, no. we have to bump Actually, that up. Actually, check that. See, I bet you since the last couple of days, he's... You know, some things happen, you get a big boost. Yes. And you say, oh, good, that's good for my uh, followers. Um, the Taliban spokesman's got 80,000, and, you know, if he were a conservative, he'd wake up today and it'd only be 70,000, because that's what t- Twitter does to conservatives. They willy-nilly take away thousands of followers and say, oh, it was, uh, they were bots. That never happens to liberals.
1: 360,000 today. Let's oh, see, there you
0: go. Is that the official spokesman? I think
1: that that's uh, soheil Shaheen.
0: Or is it, yeah, this is that him? Official spokesman for international for, for, media
1: in England.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's that's a hell of right a beast. <laughs> I think, I, I, you know, I should have checked. I, I think it was 80,000. Well, he's not shadow banned. I think it was 80,000 after uh, before, you know, uh, Kabul fell. And <laughs> now it's 360,000. Popular guy. Are you, are you following? Uh, no, should I? Holy crap, he's following me. No, I'm just kidding. No. He's not following <laughs> me. I'm, is it? Is, it in English, is that in English or is that in... Uh, uh, there's English pa- up here. So, remember... Pa- so, pa- so, okay
1: yeah so yeah that's arabic
0: that's his little twitter description
1: yeah right here member of negotiations team and uh political office spokesperson spokesman actually sorry for international media english
0: what's his pronouns i mean he doesn't identify here no
1: no Uh, so i can't i don't want to speculate does it is hashtag blm Um, um no, not uh, yet. No,.: not,
0: It'll not be yet. great if it t- said it's it's <laughs> okay. "All lives. I said, "All lives matter," and then Twitter bans him. <laughs> so Twitter bans Donald J. Trump, and I don't care if you hate Trump. So let's be honest. He's a former president. He should, this is a huge story. He's releasing, you know, press releases uh, with his opinion. The idea that he can't tweet, he can't post on Facebook, insanity. It's just madness. It's like. I, you know, we said yesterday, it, it, I don't know how you defend the cowardice of Joe Biden when he will not take a question from a friendly press. When we just saw a president for four years who took nothing but hostile questions and would stand there until the last question was asked. If Trump were president right now, God knows people would be blaming him like for, for this debacle. Of course. And he would deserve it. But you would, we would know one thing. We would know that he could he'd, he'd stand there, he'd take the questions, he would be accountable. He would explain himself. It would be clumsy, it would be awkward. He would say some dumb stuff, he'd be blaming you know the fake the, you know, fake media, fake news and all that. But he'd be, he'd be uh, accountable. He'd be responsible. He would be uh, unafraid to take questions. The idea that the leader of the free world would not take a question. By the way. The Taliban took questions. Right. The Taliban right. is taking questions. The president of the United States is not. That is disgusting to me. I cannot believe anybody is okay with that. And again, he could stand there and call on Amici. He could call on, well, you know, the CNN, MSNBC, and, 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 you know, the New York Times and get nothing But softballs. And he won't even do that.
1: I don't know why the administration didn't bring people up with him who could, who are like experts in the field, who could take questions as well, because at least, at least you would be taking questions.
0: That's what Trump would have done. He would have had, you know, the general, obviously in this case, it's a snake Millie. but it'd have a general, it'd have Austin up there. Maybe you'd have his vice president. Uh, and, And again, I think Biden wanted his vice president and she said, no way you're not doing that to me. But the idea, forget, in Trump, it's it's, it's remarkable that big tech just so brazenly says, no, we don't like you, you can't be on Twitter. And then someone, and this has to go to the top, this has to go to Jack Dorsey. So somebody calls Twitter, PR, Twitter, media relations and says, why aren't you kicking off the Taliban? Because Facebook has done it. I believe believe Instagram has done it. Uh, He's, they, there's no... uh, Facebook yeah. presence for the Taliban, right? And to be honest with you, I would be okay if everyone was on there. I don't want to kick people off. I'd love to. Yeah, I want to
1: know what they say. Wanna I want to know mean, what they're thinking.
0: I'm not going to believe them. It's the Taliban. It's like you know, looking at tweets from uh, you know the Boston Globe. Of course, you don't believe them. You take it with a grain of salt. This is an organization with a history of lying and plagiarism, so you don't have to believe it and take it at face value. But the idea that you pick and choose who you're going to censor. This is the most incredible, bizarre example of face of of Twitter's power and their influence and their bias. No Donald Trump ever permanently banned, but Taliban is on there. And here's the quote: "Unless they start glorifying violence." Well, when did
1: Trump glorify violence? That's what well, I, they, like, they
0: accuse him of inciting oh, the of riot. Because January, because but- you know when he said, "Let's patriotically and peacefully march to the Capitol." That's their example, their, their definition of inciting violence. It's stupid, it's wrong, but, you know, they just hate Trump and they don't want to give him a, a voice, and, and they've done it. But, then, I mean, think of all the people, other people, and Alex Jones, who, by the way, has been prescient, he's been prescient about a lot of things uh, recently. You know, Alex Jones, Yiannopoulos, uh, you know, Laura Loomer, uh, uh, Turtle Boy. I mean, they've yeah. banned lots of people. And not the Taliban. And again, we started the show today telling you about the woman who wasn't wearing a face mask and they shot her dead. That's the Taliban who is on Twitter. Donald J. Trump, who said, let's peacefully and patriotically walk down to the Capitol, is not. But the explanation that you, (laughs) they will not, they won't kick them off. They will allow them on Twitter until they start glorifying violence. I believe that is the quote from Twitter. Glorifying violence. It's the friggin' Taliban. It's the Taliban. It's the Taliban. And, and you know, again, you want to put them on there and say, we want to hear all voices, you know, you decide. Fine.
1: That's, that's fine.
0: But glorifying violence, they just took, the, I mean, I, I granted, you know, the, the Afghani army didn't put up much of a fight. They just took control of a whole country. They're going uh, uh, to subjugate women, put them in burkas, put them, make, take, kick them out of school. You know, they're going to follow Sharia law. We're going to see honor killings. We're going to see, you know, people we already have seen, American collaborators, hanged, hanged by these primitive savages. And Twitter's going to wait, see if they glorify violence. It's just comical. And it just makes our point, you know, that it is just the the, the madness of, of the big tech uh, uh, fascists controlling things, controlling the message. So. We're gonna see. And did you just follow him, the Twitter guy? I did not. I'm not gonna follow him. Why? You want me to follow yeah, him? Yeah. Why do not you follow him? Again, was it in English or was it in uh, whatever? You call well, it? So there's
1: English. There's so, both. There's uh, Arabic and English. I don't want to follow him. Why? You feel dirty? All right, I'll follow him.
0: Right, and again, we're just looking. We're we're not totally. Uh, it's not all bad. It's not all scary. Alarming, his uh, just, his
1: his messages are open. You're kidding.
0: You're gonna send him a direct message so you yeah. can get him on.
1: <laughs> Hi there, do you want to come on uh an American conservative talk show
0: i i uh, again, I'm going to give uh, the Taliban credit here. I gave them credit for uh taking questions. I mean they're lying, but they're taking questions unlike our coward in chief but um they also uh, deserve some credit for a brilliant troll job and a sense of humor if If we know anything about the Taliban, we know they're you know They got a sense of humor. Um, This was funnier than anything I've ever seen Stephen Colbert say. Anything I've seen, uh, I've heard from Jimmy Kimmel in the last four years. They, (laughs) I think they posed for a picture that went out, that went viral. What was there? Four or five of them uh, with ice cream cones. (laughs) And you tell me, you tell me they weren't trolling. And again, again, it doesn't matter because Joe Biden, if he sees the picture, won't even understand it but they are trolling our president, the leader of the free world, the most powerful man in the world, the guys that just took Afghanistan with barely you know, firing a shot because of the foolish uh, decision by Joe Biden are holding up ice cream cones and, uh, and, and kind of saluting, <laughs> toasting their victory um, over... over uh, <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. It Made me laugh a lot. Somebody said even with ice cream cones in their hand, they look like they 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 could slash your throat with the with the waffle cone. They have that look. But we're gonna get a lot of that. Apparently they're a little more tech savvy than they were 20 years ago.
1: It seems to be, yeah. The case at least with
0: the phones. So we're gonna get a lot more of that in the coming days, and hopefully there'll be a lot. Much of it will be, you know, lighthearted and funny because they're the Taliban. And not so much shooting women dead for not uh, covering their faces. The first order they gave was they had you had to wipe out any image of a female in Kabul. I believe in the whole country. Like, they don't believe that women should be seen. That's why they have burkers or stay home. So any ad, like any billboard or like a, like a nail, not nail salon. I don't know if they have those, but, but like beauty salons. right. Or stores. You see a woman
1: with a haircut. (laughs) Who
0: had a a picture of somebody, you know, some beautiful model, you know, like Megan Rapinoe in the window. They, the Taliban, you know, whatever they call them, the theocratic, you know, enforcers had to go out and like paint over any picture of a woman. (laughs) Imagine that's your priority.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah, oh, you know, we we don't have the infrastructure. We're having running water issues. We haven't secured the location yet, but let's uh, let's go spray paint over some women's faces. But
0: there, there will be these horror stories, and again, we talked about this yesterday. Some of them will be embellished to rile up, you know, the one side or the other, but there'll be horror stories of them cutting off people's hands for stealing an apple or cutting off the fingers of women who got fingernail polish or, you know beatings, you know, stoning a woman to death because she you know, looked at a guy who wasn't her husband or a guy who's like 70 years old marrying a nine-year-old girl. There's going to be these horror stories. And uh, I don't think, even if they're really, really horrific, I don't think it's the American public is ever going to have the stomach for you know, going back in. I mean, they're going back in to get our people out. I believe it's 7,000 Marines heading back in.
1: Yeah, if they're not already there. Uh, yeah, to, uh, yeah, um,
0: probably there <clears throat> to get our people out, um, which is what people want right now. But even when we hear those horror stories, I don't think people are going to say, let's, you know, let's send in the you know, 50,000 ground troops. That will never happen. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think people in the United States have the stomach for another one of these wars In a hell hole that's not worth fighting for it didn't work for 20
1: years what would you know what would what would make the american public think that's going to work now I think you're exactly right there's no way that there's no way but and but it's so disingenuous when you have u.s leaders who are issuing warnings to the Taliban oh, oh we're gonna you get gotta you. follow yeah you better follow you know u n <laughs> human rights and all that's like what, what there's no teeth I'm, I'm that. gonna guess
0: there's a large portion of the Taliban would love it if the u.s went back in say come back in we'll take you on another imperial power taking on these sixth century savages they, They've you know it's it's the graveyard for these imperial powers and they're and they wear that with honor. If they're not fighting the U.S., what are they doing? Are they building water, wastewater plants, or schools, or what do they do? If you're the Taliban, I mean, all it was day? tribal
1: before. Uh, so yeah. I, who knows? Who it's, knows gonna... it's
0: it's still it's tribal. Gonna, yeah. It's still tribal, and there'll be all kinds of tribal factions fighting each other, which is the uh, you know definition of a place that you don't want to get involved. You, you don't want that kind of that kind of quagmire for for the U.S. military. I, the, the polls have shifted, though. There are more people who are against withdrawing just because the withdrawing is such a disaster. They still want out. Yeah. Of course they want out. Everyone wants out. But when you screw it up this badly, you say, wait a second, we don't want to do that. Well, it's too
1: late. I mean, you can't. There's nothing you can do now that's mostly withdrawn, like the genie's out of the bottle.
0: But when you think about it, and, you know, we talked, we've been talking about this all week. Say there were 2,500 troops there, which is the level Trump grew down to. Uh, 2,500 troops, you got an Air Force base, you know, you have uh, relative peace in the country, you know, again, a year and a half, not one single death in combat. Um, people dying, were the Afghani military, not the U.S., so they're <clears throat> essentially in a, in a leadership or advisory role. What's the difference? And again, I'm all forgetting out that it is just a, an awful place. It's not worth saving. You can't, you know, grow democracy there. You can't nation-build there. They don't want you there. That's not how it works in a place like this. They're not looking at, uh, you know, watching whatever, real housewives and saying, yeah, we want to be like them. They're not. It's not worth saving because you can't save it. But what's the difference in a force of 2,500 in Kabul or, or on Bagram and the troops in South Korea or the troops in Germany or the troops in Okinawa or the troops in, you know, any other or or the troops in 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 Africa.
1: I mean I brought this up yesterday I think and I don't I don't think it wrong as true for you as it did for me but it's it seemed very weird to me that he said we had to pull out now because that was the end of the agreement. It's like well just extend the stupid agreement right. and make sure we can get everybody out first. Like how it hard is, is that? It is,
0: I mean I, I'll never understand this. Maybe we'll never get an explanation. We're certain they're not going to get one from Biden today yeah. with Stephanopoulos. But what is what was the problem with saying, let's do it right, let's take a couple months, let's make sure every American is out safe, alive, you know, let's make sure we get as many of these interpreters and collaborators out safe and alive, make sure we get assurances from the Taliban, whatever, uh, but what would have been, what was the argument against doing it right, doing it differently, doing it safely?
1: I don't know what the argument is. It, it, the rush seems... Very weird. I mean, we just spent 20 years there, but you can't draw down slow enough to ensure the safety of your own people.
0: And he's not trying to win anything. There's no election. There's no. not even a midterm. No. You know, it's not like, he's, is he distracting from something? It was I mean, was it, he afraid that, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop was going uh, to explode all over the you know, front pages? Because it's going to come in this Yeah, form. but this is a way worse disaster than that. <laughs> you, you'd rather that if you're him, I would think. I mean, the wag the dog theory is always in play, and it's coming. It's coming, people. He is going to blow up something or someone real soon to distract from this pathetic uh, display, uh, this, this pathetic withdrawal, uh, this, this blunder, this gaff that is just historic. Joe Biden or the people around him, they're going to say, we got to blow up something, whether it's in Syria or, or, or in, in Afghanistan, I don't know, but it's coming. Get ready. There will be a wag the dog moment really soon, and lots of other really incredible, bizarre, violent, insane moments real soon. I think the worst is going to be the hostage thing. There's going to be hostages, and if they're Americans and they're on camera, that's something, uh, as Jimmy Carter can attest, that a president can't recover from if it doesn't go well. If the, You know, Let's let's be honest. If if the media were 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 honest and uh, did their job, we would be talking about the last hostage deal, which was Bo Bergdahl for five Taliban leaders, including a couple who are leading, who led the war effort, led the the takeover of the entire country. These are uh, Taliban hardened, battle-hardened uh, leaders, ruthless barbarians, and and the. Uh, And this fool in the White House, uh, Barack Obama, handed them over in exchange for a deserter. (laughs) Just it's that deal is just incredible when you look back on it. I'm not sure. I mean, would this even happen if we didn't give them back their leaders? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, no one cared about Bo Bergdahl. But his his parents who went to the White House and started uh, talking in. uh, in uh, Arabic, uh, it was so bizarre. This, this, this loser, this, this deserter uh, who nobody cared about in exchange for five leaders, <laughs> officers in the Taliban army. The Taliban are tough negotiators, I'll tell you that. I know. What, yeah, but they still have people they'd like to get out, and now they got 9,000 Americans um, to, to trade for them. So uh, get ready for the hostage situation. But, you know, that's only... That's only half the, the news from yesterday that was so bizarro, so dystopian, so Orwellian. we got to get to the latest COVID measures in the state of New York City, the, the, the current state of New York City where we now have Jim Crow. Oh, I'm going to quote, I'm gonna quote a, a great man. Jim Crow 2.0. Jim Crow on steroids in New York City. How about this? Jim Eagle. It's like Jim Eagle in New York But we will get to this, the latest COVID insanity. And um, a former Major League pitcher, whom I hate, stepped in it last night. And I'm just going to revel in his uh, misery, because as uh, my old uh, partner and uh, sometimes friend, Kirk Minahan and I used to talk about, sometimes you say something, and when you go home from the show at the end of the day, you have that lump in your stomach, and you say, uh-oh, did I step in it? Am I in trouble? Are they coming after me? And more often than not, especially with Kirk, it was, yes, uh, yes, they are. Well, they're coming after uh, Black Jack Morris now. And uh, you know, if there's anyone else, I'd probably defend him. But I'm not going to defend him. I'm going to uh, enjoy his misery. I'll explain yeah, why to yeah. you. Uh, but uh, let me talk about shake Concrete. Before we get to that, did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing, precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. S-H-E-A, or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. And right, I know you're dying to find out why I hate Jack Morris, and I'll yes. tell you. But we have to get to this madness, because isn't it remarkable, corona, that we are in August of 2021? COVID, this is a year and a half of COVID. Obviously, the numbers are way, way down from January, way, way down from pre-vaccine. There's really not this fear that, you know, it's the Black Plague or the Spanish flu, that there'd be millions and millions dead. We're past that. There was a moment in the spring where even Joe Biden told us we could lose the masks and get on with our lives. Remember he said, we could, we, on 4th of July, you can have a little picnic with your family if you behaved yourself. And we were past it. Things were open. Restaurant owners finally, finally got to dig out of that hole. And, you know, gyms that survived. Not... You know, many of them did not, but the ones that survived, they finally could breathe the air and, and, and get back to business. Someone decided, no, they don't like that. They don't like freedom. They don't like freedom. They don't want kids going back to school without masks. They don't want businesses open up. We need COVID panic. Uh, I think we know some of the culprits. We know the media loves it. Uh, we could get to Joy Reid, by the way. You don't think the media is celebrating oh. when uh, you know, COVID... COVID uh, spreads, uh, we'll, we'll get to Joy Reid. But I, I just got to look at these uh, numbers. New Zealand reinstituted a lockdown. The entire island. Entire country, 4.9 million people because of one case. One death. One. No, I think it's one case. One case? Uh, let me check. No, I think
1: you're right. I'm just um, being <laughs> facetious. He might die.
0: <laughs> one. 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 Um, I mean, um, Australia. It's similar. I'll get you the number on Australia. I told
1: you, New South Wales uh, has uh, had something like no deaths uh, roll on the rolling seven-day average, zero deaths in something like four cases. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Uh, people aren't dying. I mean, they're pretending. The media's you know, talking about ICUs are overrun. That's a lie. Kids are dying. That's a lie. New Zealand, five million people, one case. One case. So they're locking down the country. Australia, as we told you yesterday, they're ordering people to drink their drinks through their masks or they'll be arrested. Um, the, uh, and, and I believe you had, do you have that, uh, Australia? Australia has 25 million people. 25 million people. And how many deaths? Get the latest. Uh, I, uh, uh, there's nobody dying, but they're locking everyone down and making you drink your drinks through the mask. Now, we have this story about a guy who tested positive and they send in, you know, Stormtroopers to take him away to put him i don't know in a camp i don't know you might even call it a concentration
1: yeah i've got the uh, sound (laughs) of that too so uh, australia um a country of 25 million has had 492 cases uh their seven-day average is 373 that's like that's like
0: a one dorm at a college you know the, the bunch of kids get it it spreads. It's like one. That's a little more than I have the, the death the, numbers, too. That's a little more than the outbreak from Barack Obama's 60th birthday party for himself. How many deaths in
1: Australia yesterday? Um, zero. One. Oh, one. Rolling seven-day average. Four.
0: So, and, and you know what? The average age, I believe, in most places has gone up. Well, I <laughs> it's saw, gone up. I saw like, a,
1: it, a whole bunch of charts and graphs yesterday in United in the United States, and it's it, if you look at the graph, it's precipitous, of course, the percentage of people who die of COVID, I mean, up to like, you know, two or, two or three or percent, if you're 75 or 80 years old, but anybody under 60, it is point X, you know, percentage. It's, it, for my age it's, group, it's like, it's 0.4% is the death rate if you get uh, COVID. It's, it's so
0: small. And, and it's less than the flu. <laughs> it's, it's less than suicide. It's less than overdoses. Uh, it, the idea that we're in some incredible, you know, state of, you know, uh, danger, of, you know, like that. I mean, I well, guess. it doesn't even
1: it doesn't even take into account the comor- comorbidities too. I was just looking at at gross numbers there, but those, you know, the people who die have, um, you know, immunity compromised situations. You know, so it's it's people yeah. who aren't healthy to begin with anyway, um, which is okay. still tragic, but but it's not it's not. A situation where we need to lock down an entire country. Certainly not in uh, you know Australia with uh, four
0: deaths. Okay, uh, now now do New York City because New York City they're not dying there either. But it doesn't matter when you're talking about a blue state tyrant. They don't want to miss this opportunity. Don't let this crisis go to waste to crack down to control the population. And if you saw De Blasio a couple of days ago, yes, uh, two days ago, the the newest rules restrictions. Uh, went into effect in New York City. And this, I mean, de Blasio is stupid. He's not, he doesn't come across as a smart guy, as a, as a real learned guy. Um, I, I didn't know that he didn't bathe. Tucker Carlson went off on de Blasio last night and said he doesn't bathe. He smokes, he smokes weed, he eats junk food, uh, and he doesn't wash, which is, I guess, from his hippie days or something. So that guy... Is telling the people in New York, some of the masters of the universe, people you know, on Wall Street, you know, just, just our biggest, just the capital of the freaking free world. He's telling them they need to have a vaccine card. You must have your papers to do anything. Look at the list of things. It's essentially anything. To get a slice of pizza at some Sabarro's, to go to Dunkin' Donuts or, or Starbucks or whatever for an iced coffee today. If you're going indoors i guess i guess those hot dog vendors are are exempt because it's well, indoors yeah, good, at least so you go in a pizza place for a pizza you need to show your papers you go to uh, get a cup of coffee a nice cup. you need to show your papers the latest numbers i saw a young black people i think the the age is under 60 there's few there's fewer than 30 percent are vaccinated like 20 something, 25, 28% of vaccines. So so three quarters of young black people in New York cannot go out for a pizza. They cannot get a, a, a drink. They cannot go to a, a gym. They can't, I love how gyms are closed. You get this thing, this this, this, this disease that affects fat people and we call, and won't let you in the gym to work out. Uh, but you can still, I guess, get a hot dog at the street corner from the vendor. Get a couple of hot dogs, but... So the, the, the numbers among black people are much, much higher, unvaccinated. de Blasio, a progressive, a commie, I mean, just a radical, is just now issued a decree where black people can't do anything in New York. The media, of course, is largely silent, except probably the New York Post and maybe Fox News. That's okay that we now have this Jim Crow you know, 3.0. But forget race. Forget race. We don't want to get into race. The idea that you can't do anything unless you show your papers. No exemption for medical reasons. No exemption for religious reasons. You cannot live your life in New York City unless you get this experimental injection yet to be approved by the FDA. Nobody who's had COVID before needs it, but they don't care. They want to control you. You must get injected. It's not... Your body, it's Bill de Blasio's uh, gut control over you, and he will tell you what you must do.
1: The, um, the Papers, Please, was like a one-dimensional movie villain. You know, it was something that we made fun of for decades and decades, but that's what's happening in New York. So here are the numbers. The rolling average, seven-day average of cases in New York City, 2,400, but it's a city of a population of 8.5 million. So it's a, it is a small fraction of the people. Rolling average deaths, 14. So 14. That's 0.5% oh, uh, of, of uh, death from COVID. Uh, from,
0: 14 yeah. deaths in a city of 9 million. And again, the, the, those numbers are fudged. There, there are 89 year old 98 year olds with like 900 comorbidities, and they get COVID and they die, and it's a COVID death. And it gives de Blasio a reason to shut down businesses, to deny. African-Americans service at the pizza places and coffee shops. I mean, if you look at peak
1: peak deaths in April of last year in New York City, we're talking uh, the seven day average in April of 2020 was 829 deaths. And we're at 14. Like this is, if you look at the graph all time, it is the, it's, this is the low point. I mean, there were some where you had five or six, but it's really the low point.
0: Here's what's going to happen in the coming days. I've predicted, you know, obviously chaos and carnage in, in, in Kabul and Afghanistan. You're going to see the just the, the madness as Taliban takes control and cracks down on women and and, and tracks down uh, collaborators and hangs them. And it's going to get bad, really, really bad. We know that there's going to be hostage. It's going to get bad here, too, in a different way. Yeah. not going to get as violent. I don't think we'll be shooting people who don't cover their faces in this country, at least not yet. Maybe, maybe de Blasio will want to, but I don't know that he can. But school has yet to begin in most places. School's going to begin, and these people who are insisting eight-year-olds without masks are murderers. They're the people with the power in a lot of these places. I realize governors are banning mask mandates in some places, some red states. They're stepping up. But in other places, they're going to say, eight year old autistic kids in special needs class have to wear masks or they'll be kicked out of school and then the parents will go nuts and there'll be all kinds of just fighting and feuding. And it's going to just get so nasty because of these crazy mask fanatics who can't even explain to you why it matters. You know, I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You got to wear a mask or you're going to kill me. Just insane. It's it's demagoguery at its worst. And it's just beginning in this country. And a lot of people, unlike a year ago, are fed up. They don't, they know the science, they understand the science, they understand that it all, it's all theater, and they're not going to do it anymore. Uh, uh, we, we talked about Turtle Boy making a speech, did a great job before the school board. Matt Walsh. Uh, uh, Same thing in Tennessee? He did it in Tennessee. Clay Travis did it in Tennessee. Matt Walsh tweeted it out, where he, he did a two-minute thing, saying, you know, you, you, you know, don't, Put kids, putting kids in masks is child abuse. Carrie Underwood liked it on Twitter. Oh, I saw that. And all these, all these crazy <laughs> for liking a video on uh, Twitter that says that they should not wrap children's faces in cloth and, and force them to wear that thing for eight hours if a day. She gets canceled
1: for that. It's they're, like, coming it's her, they're coming after.
0: They're coming after. But let's get to the cancel our cancel culture story of the day because I'm torn, Carano. I'm torn. I hate this guy, and he is. I want to hear the hate. I don't know what this is all about. All right. If you missed it, Jack Morris, who, by the way, is not only an a-hole, but an idiot, just a moron. Uh, former Twins pitcher, Tigers pitcher, Hall of Famer, I believe, borderline Hall of Famer. But, uh, you know, he was a guy that you know pitched, he pitched for a long time, and he was considered kind of a gutsy guy. They wanted the ball in the big games and all that. He's now a color commentator. Uh, for the Tigers, he's gotten in trouble before because he's stupid. And uh, last night, the Tigers against the Angels. See if I have this right. Yep. Early in the game, uh, uh, Sh- Shohei Sh- Otani at the plate. Yep. Obviously, the biggest star in the game now. And the <clears throat> play-by-play guy asks, "What do you do to you know get him out, or what do you do? how do you pitch him?" And uh, Jack Morris, being the idiot that he is, goes into um, Goes into um, the sat- satirical, you know, Chinese, Asian, whatever accent voice, and uh, it's it's not the most offensive thing you've ever heard, but the guy is going to get some criticism. He might even get fired, and I have no problem with that because he's such an idiot to do this. I mean, you—it's re- like it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but the fact that you thought it was okay really makes me question your your judgment. Well, let's hear from Black Jack Morris. Let's hear as he steps in it last night. Now, what do you do with Shohei Ohtani? Be very, very careful. That's it. Be, as he say? Very, very careful. Something like now, that, yeah. Um, we know people, uh, you know, Christian Fourier at my old station got in big trouble. for doing something similar. And at the time I said it, it's, it, it's, it, it's just, it's childish. I found, I don't. I think it's, you know, it's not like, you know, using the N word or, I mean, there's just things like, like Nick Cannon said that white people are inferior and you have no empathy because they're, you know, you, you're militant. I mean, Nick, Th- Nick Cannon essentially spouted Louis Farrakhan, he did. Louis Farrakhan's doctrine. And it was the most offensive thing you've ever, you'd ever hear from a celebrity. I think he got, you know, suspended for like three days. He's back. He's making tens of millions of dollars a year. Everyone says they're cool with it. That was real, you know, that was real offensive rhetoric. This is a, just a dummy trying to be funny. And they played it on ESPN this morning, and there's people tweeting about it. We just, uh, did you retweet Keith Oldman? Because Keith Oldman that. goes after him, because I guess Morris is a kind of an idiot who does stupid things all the time. Keith, Keith Oldman goes after him. He had to apologize later in the game. It's one of those lame, you know, I apologize if I offended anyone. But I'll be curious to see, to hear whether he gets uh, canceled today. And I will not care. And I will tell you why. This is true. And it's bizarre. I'm on the field before a game, batting practice going on, warm ups at Fenway. Yeah. And I'm just standing with a couple other writers. We're watching. That's what you do before a game, taking some notes. And suddenly the lights go out. I mean, literally, I go, I get knocked to the ground. I get. Punched in the back of the head, knocked to the ground. I'm seeing stars. I'm getting up. I don't even know what happened. I'm looking around. And uh I, I'm like, what the hell? Just I look at the guy next to me, he says, That was that was Jack Morris. And I go, What? And he goes, he just he just ran by and <laughs> punched you. And I go, What are you talking about? And he goes, he I look over and Morris is like 40 feet away, like jogging and laughing, and I go, I, I was totally confused. I go, what, what, what? I don't understand. Why would he have CTE? Why would he punch you? Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm looking around. I'm still baffled. I go up in the press box. The game starts. I'm, you know, watching the game, still trying to figure out what happened. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, you know, maybe that has had long-term effects. <laughs> maybe. So I'm sitting there and the PR guy comes up. And I don't remember if it's the Twins or the Tigers. I could figure it out. PR guy says, you got a minute? I go, yeah. He goes, uh, Jack Morris just sent me up here to apologize. He doesn't know why he did that. And he feels really bad. Was he drink? Drug? What did he <laughs> drunk? Is he like, a drug user? Did it you... was like an hour. Before, no, he's just a, an, an idiot and a psycho. And I never heard anything from it from him again. And I was like, I, and he. I never saw him in the clubhouse after that. And I never went up to him. I never understood what happened. It just he just knocked me down and knocked almost. You know,
1: I. Well, he blindsided you. I mean, blindsided
0: me just because I was standing. I didn't know him. I never had dealings with him. There's nothing I did or said. He didn't know who. He didn't know me. He just was running by and decided, you know, kind of like when you see these videos on the street corner, streets in New York, when guys just walk by and punch some old lady. Yeah. You know. I mean, uh, usually, you know. I mean, at least I'm a not a crazy I, person. At up. least I wasn't an old lady, and he didn't do it to some ninety-year-old. He didn't. No, I was still. probably thirty.
1: But how? I mean, if he hits you, how many other people has he hit? I don't know. He's a
0: bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's an asshole. He's a psycho, and I hope the the. The uh, the usual suspects come swooping down and just pick the flesh off his bones today for this thing, this little imitation of Otani. You think by now, there's so many Asian players. I mean, it's it's kind of a thing. You think you'd know that you don't do that. How many? I mean, does he
1: <laughs> broadcast 180 games a year? I, I mean, mean, probably he at
0: least kn- 100 and something. Yeah, he yeah. should know. He should know, but he's an idiot, and he and he apologized, but. I'm not sure. It will take, as usual, it'll take an organi- organized effort. It will take, you know, like in in Boston, it would take like an activist who, who's uh, dishonest and lying act to join up with a lying, dishonest newspaper like the Boston Globe. This maybe the Detroit News or Detroit Free Press will team up with an Asian activist and come after him. Then they got trouble. Then they'll have to suspend him, send him a sens- sensitivity training, which he's probably already done, you know, four or five times. So... I'm gonna be I'm gonna struggle with this corona if he gets fired. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy enjoy his misery, but he doesn't deserve to be fired no, for I'm, that.
1: No, but I don't I would totally understand if you don't care if he gets fired. No, I don't care.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. we didn't even have time to get to uh to, oh. to Tim Tebow because uh,
1: And maybe we can talk about You know about-
0: what you know, a Tim Tebow thing just here's what happened with Tim Tebow exactly what you'd expect. I told you he'd get cut, he got cut, I told you he'd be all class, he was all class, he thanked the organization for giving him a shot he said he loved football he wasn't afraid to fail tim tebow is a great man and he tried he he chased his dream he failed his former uh, coach gave him a shot in in jacksonville and uh it didn't work out and of course when he walked away the usual suspects led by stephen a smith said it was racist racist that he got a chance to play tight end for his former coach it didn't work out he got cut
1: uh, his only example is really Kaepernick. And Kaepernick was on the decline before he did all that stuff. It doesn't matter.
0: Kaepernick would never agree to play for the minimum. He would never agree to switch positions. He would never agree to you know, try to play special teams. All the things Tim Tebow agreed to before he got an opportunity. He didn't make a lot of money. He got cut in preseason. Of course you'd get a shot. whether you're and, and the idea that in sports, in football, that they've given white guys chances and not black guys is so bizarre. It's such a reach I'm disappointed in Stephen A. Smith. It's just dumb. I mean, I expect it from, you know, whoever, from... uh, Was it with Kellerman? Bamani Jones. Yeah, he's with Kellerman saying, you know, this wouldn't happen to a black guy. You know what? Colin Kaepernick today would say, I would love a shot to play wide receiver or tight end. I'll come uh, for the the minimum. I uh, I I I will not be a distraction. I will not, you know, talk about whatever police brutality. I will not wear my piggy socks. I will play for the minimum. I will give it a shot. If it doesn't work out, you can cut me. He'd get a shot you know, maybe it's too late now, but he would have gotten a shot. The idea that football, that the NFL is anything but a meritocracy is just so stupid. And you know what? I think Stephen A. knows that. He's just trying to to follow the script at ESPN, make I, everything about race.
1: I know every, you know, not every coach is like Belichick, of course, but I can't imagine a world where he gives a crap. What color of, uh, of your skin is he wants I, to win. I mean,
0: urban Meyer is pretty successful coach too. <laughs> you think the idea that right, urban Meyer right. cared what color I maybe mean, he loves, obviously Tim Tebow. He was a great player for him, but whether it was Florida or, or, or Ohio state, it, whatever, you know, even now, Idea. you know what if he made the team and he really sucked maybe you could say that maybe yeah, you could say they're playing favorites he got cut. Yeah. how is that somehow having you know racist uh, uh preference racial nah, preference the roster position is too
1: important to, it's, to play games like that. Right? and the well,
0: other players know it. they, yeah, if they yeah. other players knew he was yeah. getting a job taking a job from someone and he wasn't qualified they'd be kicking his screaming. they respect what he uh, uh what urban meyer did he cut his guy all right i wasn't going to
1: it well, you did. I wasn't going to go off on. Right. I mean, there's plenty on, other stuff to talk about, but maybe you can wait till tomorrow. We can talk about Amarula, LA tomorrow. Um, we have a so,
0: good, good guest that we're working on. Hopefully, uh, okay. tomorrow yeah, or maybe real soon. That yeah. that will happen. In fact, man, that's why my phone's. Uh,
1: oh, is that why? And it's, that's why. Yes, we got to so. turn your volume off so it doesn't ding on my precious oh, sounding up. podcast. Shut
0: up. We will. Uh, we will let you know about that if we can get this guy on. We're hoping. We're hoping, but. Uh, That will do it for today. I know uh, we had a lot more to get to. We'll do it tomorrow, I promise. Um, And we will uh, see how the president does with George Stephanopoulos today. You know what? You ever heard a massage... Of course, I. You know, are you ticklish. You know, like yeah, you know, sometimes it's to. tough. It's yes. going to be tough for Biden not to giggle when George is, you know, rubbing his feet and massaging his thighs and his calves. It's going to be tough. But not we'll, a good vision. We will have the highlights from the George Stephanopoulos the passionate the deep sensual massage that uh, Steffi Stephanopoulos gives the president. At t- when is that today?
1: I haven't. I haven't uh, looked. Until I'll look later
0: on. Right, we'll check it out yeah. later on. But uh, that will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Pluto TV is
1: playing the biggest movies every night this summer for free. Watch hit movies like The Matrix, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Scary Movie, Runaway Bride, and more all summer long. Check out the biggest stars like The Rock, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, Julia Roberts, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and more. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of free TV channels in English and Spanish featuring TV shows, news, sports, comedy, and more, all for free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device, including Android and Apple smartphones. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress... But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. New hot and iced Sunrise Batch Coffee from Dunkin'.